All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to the second part of the Steelers preview. I'm Jeff Hartman, joined as always by Brian Anthony Davis, our podcast producer, and Dave Schofield, the editor of BTSC. And we are talking about all things Steelers and on the cusp of us talking about uh, the the good things about the Steelers season. We started talking about why you as a fan and why we as fans are going to stay involved, stay engaged. Well, because we're fans, number one, we're addicts to this stupid team, but also for a lot of other reasons like Big Ben. Now, Dave, you wanted to say something at the end of part one. I want to give you a chance to chime in now. Yeah, it's not as much about Big Ben, but it's a it's a reason to stay engaged. There you go. And this Good. and this is and this is it. Okay, this is going out to you know some of you in the live chat, the, a lot of you on on Steelers Twitter or social media and whatnot. This might hit home a little bit, but this is what it was. I'm not going to rant. I'm just going to tell you how it is. Okay. She rejected you. It doesn't mean she's ugly. Okay. Whenever you would, I'm sorry, this is going to be from a guy's perspective, but you know, you have this, you have the girl, you are madly, madly in love with this girl. And you, you know, you're, you're, you're even just trying to, to maybe end up in the friend zone for a little bit or whatever, just to get close to her and everything. And you finally take your shot and she rejects you and you are hurt. And all of a sudden, she's terrible. She's ugly. You never cared about her or anything like that. That's a lie. You love her so much that you don't know what else to do other than run her down. And that's what you're doing about the Steelers right now. And it's and you know what? The Steelers aren't playing well. They're not. But some of you are taking all of this so much to the extreme. Oh, I'm not going to watch this team for another five years when they finally get it together or all these other things. It's not cool to love the Steelers anymore. So you got to hate the Steelers. And that's because you have such an emotional attachment. And if it's not cool to love them and you're afraid to say that, you know what? I love this team, but they are not very good right now. You have to act like it is the worst thing you've ever seen. You are treating the Steelers like the girl that rejected you, and now you want to call her ugly. That's what you're doing. And guess what? If that girl changed your mind and she wanted to go out on a date with you, guess what you're going to do? You're going to go running back to her and saying that she's the most wonderful thing ever. So if the Steelers somehow, against all odds, pull it together, guess what? You're going to come running back and talk about, wow, how this team overcame. You might not have confidence in it, just like I wouldn't go betting that that girl's going to suddenly change your mind and say you're the most wonderful thing ever. But if it did happen, just think that's how you would be. I understand that's it's because we're so emotionally involved and intertwined in it that that's how you are. But you don't have to take it to the extreme of – uh, that, that that you're going. It's still okay to recognize that there are at least one or two or three or five or seven positives on this team. It's not, and it's not being a homer. It's realizing, hey, if you're if you have some positives, that's what you need to build around, and that's what you need to work on, and that's where you need to go. I'm done. I like it. I, I'm I'm going to bring up a comment here. Our own Chris. I think it's Pew is how you say his last name. He said, the Steelers are emotional abusers for us. That is correct. <laughs> it is a dysfunctional <laughs> relationship. There is definitely abuse going on. And it's always one way. They're always abusing mm -hmm. us. We never abuse them. <laughs> Unless they read our live chat. Okay. Um, let's talk about something else. So this week, Ben Roethlisberger made some comments, and I'm not going to read them, about the locker room and the tradition of the Pittsburgh Steelers and some of the things that they do or don't do anymore. Excuse me. And mm -hmm. he um, 
went in to talk about how using the example of music in the locker room, how when he was coming into the team and then as he was becoming a leader in the team, uh, he was the one that would turn the music off in case Dan Rooney came in. You wanted to make sure you heard every word that he said, whether he was talking to you or not. He said he was like a grandfather to everyone. So I'm listening to all this. I'm sure it's been discussed on other shows. I'm not the first person to talk about this on our podcast platform. I do talk about it more on my Let's Ride podcast on Friday morning. If you want to check it out. Um, when I read this article, I, I read his transcripts. I listened to the interview and I read the transcripts. And I said, you know what I thought? Now, I want to, tell you, I want to get your all's take on this. I felt that unintentionally, that was a shot at the current ownership. Because when he said, Dan Rooney, when he walked in that door, he demanded everyone's respect, turn the music off because Dan's here. Well, last I checked, there's still a Rooney upstairs. And does that Rooney not demand the same amount of respect? Does that Rooney not demand that players listen to them? Do they not listen to them? Do they not have to turn the music off for them? Am I overreacting? Am I reading too much into this? Dave, I'll let you go first. Um, maybe a little overreact because the thing is, think about it. I don't, I've met Jeff's father once. Um, I've met bad's father. I don't know that any of you all have met my father. Are we our fathers? We're a different generation. We're like them a lot. Do you like your dad a lot, Jeff, or, or no? I'm a lot like my dad. But but <laughs> let, let's just say how we raise our kids. Do we raise our kids exactly like how our parents raise their kids? No, because, because generational things are different. And the fact that Art is not Dan, I think Art would be the first one to admit that he's not Dan. So I don't know that it was an intentional shot or if it was elevating dan rooney to where he should be because he was did so much for this franchise i could see it your way i just i don't know that that's what he meant by it no i don't think that's what he meant by it, but i'm taking i'm reading into it i'm mm -hmm. looking at the context and saying like, I, I don't know there was something that when i read it and then i listened to it i, I listened to it twice because i listened to it again after i read the transcripts because there's sometimes mm -hmm. you lose context when you read something but brian i want to give you a chance yeah. what do you think it's like a lifetime original movie is what it is. <laughs> and when I say that, it's Meredith Baxter Bernie. Yes. It's a child <laughs> crying out for attention from his his father in this point. Just like, hey, we had this before. We want this again. We want you to be involved in our lives, Papa Art too. That's really what what I think that uh he's saying. If that's you know, they had that. They they had that close-knit, and when they lost him in 2017, they uh, there's nobody to fill the void, and maybe that's what they're asking for. Now, I agree, agree with Dave and about the fact that, yeah, we aren't our fathers, but it's still, you still have, when you become the patriarch of the family, there's people that are looking for that leadership, not just from the coach, but from above. And when we talked to Dave and I talked to Ike Taylor last year and Ike Taylor bragged, not bragged, but he was so proud about being with all the Roonies and just him as a pallbearer pall at Dan's family, at Dan's funeral. And that's, that's the relationship that everybody seemed to have with Dan Rooney. And that's this relationship that guys like Terry Bradshaw 
and Joe Green and all of those guys had with Art Rooney Sr. So I don't know what the relationship's like, but if he, if it sounds like he's saying that, hey, we don't have somebody coming in the locker room and and hanging out with us in the same, that there's a void and he's the one that they would love to fill it. I, I don't want to make it sound like Ben was like a shot across the bow. It was just the way that it yeah. read was like, okay, so if Art Sr. did these things and Dan did these things, what the heck is Art the second doing? I mean, is he just sitting in his owner's box? He's pretty involved from what I've read and seen. Dave, did you want to say something? I was going to say, just think of how much everything the NFL has changed. Society has changed. When Ben Roethlisberger came into the to the league, th- the reason Dan and Art can be different is because the world was different. I mean, we didn't have smartphones when Ben Roethlisberger started off. I mean, it Ben is a different generation than these other guys on the team. He's almost old enough to be their dad. Well, but I'm know? not talking about Ben. I'm talking about the ownership. I'm but what about I'm the saying is, but that is why Ben would relate to Dan's way of doing things more than how things are going under art because the world is different. And people are you have saying to art's like meant – Art sliding into DMs of the players like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> no, Did you have a good but I'm just saying, <laughs> I don't, who knows how Dan Rooney would handle the players of today right now? We'll never know he because he's not with us He would What's do that? it the same way. He would do it the same way. It, well. The same yeah, way his dad did it. I understand. But don't the question is, the same, how on, would it work? Hold on. Don't you think they'd be saying the same thing about Art Sr. and Dan? It's a different generation. You know, mm-hmm. the old man comes down chewing on his stogie and yeah. he's just hey buddy how's it going and then dan he was doing the similar things but he did it his way i'm wondering what's art doing is he texting players is he facetiming them in the locker room i doubt it i mean i'm not saying that art rooney the second is a bad owner or anything like that or he's a you know a, a, a not good not as good as his dad and grandfather but it just made me think a little bit about like what in the Someone Maddie Peveril said RT is doing TikToks with <laughs> Insta. I yeah, I, I don't know. Insta I, face. I, <laughs> I guess my thing is is the NFL to the seventies, even to the NFL to the nineties of those twenty years. I think is much more similar than what the NFL is from the two thousands to the two thousand twenty. I think so the you're last basing 20 it years, solely though. You're basing your all solely yeah. on the player, not the, so much the, the game or anything like that. Both both i mean how much different is just but is is the nfl but i more the player than the game go ahead brian Mm -hmm. i I need to chime in on this i want to get back to ike taylor a second ike taylor looked at dan as a father figure and he really did you know and and we talked about we've talked about before (laughs) on how the the players loved dick lebeau so (laughs) sorry brian you gotta stop are you looking at Maddie's? Yeah, no, Maddie's? Oh, I. No, you got to bring it up. Bring it up. Okay. Uh, do you want me to bring it up? Yeah, please, because I turned the comments off. Okay. So I... <laughs> um, Maddie P says that's the true problem. Ben deleted his MySpace, and R two is trying to encourage the locker room on there. <laughs> that's really good. Thank you, Maddie P, for uh, for ruining my spot and my. But go back to Ike Taylor, Brian. Seriously. <laughs> So if there was a difference, Ike and Dan had a connection. And if Dan wasn't there and it was a different owner, 
Ike might have not had that connection. And Mike, uh, Ike might actually, uh, Mike might actually have been greater because he had a mentor and a person in his life like Dan Murney. That could yeah. be a, that could be a possibility. Now the the other thing that you know Jeff was saying and Dave was saying about well owners are different everywhere and they're not the same and we're changing. Maybe Ben's looking across the country and looking over in Vegas now and what was Oakland and seeing that you know Al Davis died and Mark Davis is ten times as crazy and just as crazy as what his dad was and sees the consistency of that. And maybe he wants the consistency <laughs> here. I wanted to bring it up with you all because I trust Charles' opinion. And I thought, you know, these guys might have, maybe I am overreacting. I, I don't think that no one ever talks about art. The second, the same way they did Dan, no. even in a minute portion of that way, you don't hear them talk about him at all. And I find that odd. Because I feel like every generation of player spoke about the Brunies in a glowing fashion. Ben's talking about a guy that passed away, you know, four going on five years ago. So I don't know. Any other final comments about that, Dave? You good? No, I'm good. Let's talk about this game coming up. So, Dave, bring up the passing defense of the Baltimore Ravens. Do that. Yes. You, talk, you yes, listened to that. Stat Geek, didn't I, you? Yes, I did. did that, and I did was that kind of blow your mind? I was floored. I'm driving yeah. home from work because I couldn't listen to it in the morning. I'm driving home. I'm like, oh my gosh, are you serious? Like he had to make a mistake. Like there has to be a mistake. We're talking about Marlon Humphrey. Oh, and if I made a mistake, these... please, please tell me because no, no I'm not saying yeah. he did, no, but I'm, I'm thinking Brian myself. might be able to call me. I don't know. The Ravens are the 32nd ranked pass defense in the NFL. That's absolutely incredible to me. Dead last. What and that's per yardage, right? Two hundred seventy-five point seven yards per game. Yeesh. I I I hate that. Yeah. <laughs> I had I, I had I, I had no. I mean, I knew. Well, and see, here's that. here's the thing, and this is what I'm gonna say. You gotta love it out there. Sometimes I feel like I want to be on um what what Yin's talking about because I like them you know, taking the takes on Twitter and saying, you know, this is what people are going to say, or this is what they did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was listening. I love that. Uh, I do too. Oh, quick story on that. I was listening to that podcast. I was finishing it up on a Saturday morning. Um, while I was, I woke up, I didn't want to get up. I was laying in bed. I put my headphones in. I only put the headphones in once one ear. Cause the other one was on the pillow. And my wife's like, what's that noise? It was the little <laughs> going on, on, the, on the podcast. You can hear it through my headphones. And my <laughs> wife did the same thing. What the hell is that? And, yeah. I, and I'm like, because I'm editing the show. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm doing the same take. I'm yeah, I'm doing the same clip like three, four yeah. times to get something perfect in there. And yeah. and she's like, what, what is that so, noise? Stop that. So, so here we go. When someone brought up the live chat, because this is exactly what I was getting at. The Ravens are the number two run defense in the NFL. And they're the number 32 pass defense in the NFL. So uh, don't you think it would kind of make sense if they're really good against the run that teams would pass against them? Yeah. But what's going to happen on Sunday if the Steelers come out and in their first 20 plays pass the ball 17 times? Why aren't they running the ball? That's what people – if you want to know why they aren't running the ball this week, that would be why. Now what's going to be frustrating is if the Steelers come out and in the first 20 plays – run the ball 18 times and have one first down. 
That would be frustrating, if you know what I'm saying. But I, I couldn't believe that, that when I looked that up, that I'm like, wait a second. I kept looking on the list and looking on the list and looking at the list. Like, Did I miss Baltimore? Did I miss? Here I hadn't scrolled down far enough. They were at the, they're at the bottom. I think I think one team that has that, that's played an extra game has given up more yards. But when you do yards per game, that puts them dead last. It, it's crazy. Is this setting us up for, though, uh, an air raid game? <laughs> Brian, is that what you're thinking? Because I hate this. Like I, I was like stunned when I heard that they're 30 seconds, but I also hate it mm-hmm. because I'm also thinking, is this a 50 plus attempt game from Big Ben? Which is my first over under. Is Ben attempts 42 and a half? <laughs> just, just take the over. I'm seeing it now. Skip. So, are you saying, you're, Brian? You think that's how it's going to play out? Yeah, it's it definitely will. Um, it, I don't know if it's going to be a shootout with a lot of points, but there's going to be a lot of throws uh, because I really think, and we've seen it in the past with the Steelers going up against run defenses that were 32nd and struggled to run the ball. But I really think this week that they're going to uh, look at all of the ways that they can score and they're going to try to do it through the air and try to stun this team through the air a whole lot more. They they'll run the ball, but uh, I really think that they're going to be pass happy. So I would take the over. I know we're not in that segment yet. Well, Dave, I'll give you a chance over under 42 and a half attempts by big Ben. Okay. Um, I'm going to take the under on that, but I think it's going to be, I think it's going to get close to that number. Um, I have to correct something. I screwed up something with the with the Ravens' pass defense. Oh my gosh! I, I I said that they were like 31st in in yards, but the other team had had an extra game. They're 30th in yards, and the <laughs> other two teams had each played an extra game, so there's ah. 32nd. But I just it's Tennessee and Miami have given up more yards, but they've each played an extra game than the Ravens have. Dave, I, I love you, man, but <laughs> nobody was gonna check. That. <laughs> I would. <laughs> So you said you would have taken under a 42 attempts, 42 and a half, 42 and a half. Yeah. I'm going to go under, I'm going to, I'm going to say 40 on the nose. Okay. Do you have the injury report? I think it's worth I talking about injury. Report. And I, I mean, it's going to take the next 10 minutes of the show to read the Baltimore Ravens, injury oh report. but <laughs> go yeah. ahead. We'll go quick. Read. Go. Yeah. Okay. Well, Robert Spillane came off the injury report because he's on the COVID list, but he wasn't going to play this week anyway. Some people thought he might. He, the way Coach Tom talked about, it, he wasn't playing this week. He's done. Two new players on the on the list today: Arthur Mallette missed practice with a quadricep, and Isaiah Bugs was limited with an ankle. You don't know if that was coming in; and he couldn't do anything, or if he got hurt partway through. Bugs even was replaced on the depth chart to where he's no longer the starting nose. If you actually look at Steelers.com, so he was. Out anyway. Good news. Pat Frermuth, two days of full participation. Okay. Good news. Trey Turner, that was a coach's decision. He came back. Okay. Good news. Chase Claypool moved from limited to full uh with it with the toe. Bad news. Zach Banner's been sick uh, for two days, hasn't practiced at all. Freaking banner. Bad news. No practice today for Joe Hayden. I was fine if he didn't practice on Wednesday and they eased him back in. Freaking but Hayden. Wasn't he? I felt like he was close last week when he went limited, limited. Oh, he's questionable. Then all of a sudden, oh, I, bet he, I bet he, I bet he re-aggravated like, yeah. it. The, I mean, I, I'm thinking that's what it had to be because he seemed closer last week, obviously, because he practiced on Thursday, at least a little bit, uh, than he is this week. Do you want to get to 
just just do, the, just do the Ravens big players because there are some okay. big names on their list. Don't read them all, literally. You I listen don't, to the Andrew I, Report podcast. It's like 15 minutes, and it's all their names. I really don't know all their players. So, like, well, ooh, Marlon, tight, tight, tight head Nick Boyle, he didn't practice. Mm-hmm. Marlon Humphrey's um, on the list. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bradley Bozeman was back with a shin laceration after missing yesterday. Um like no way, the other, rookie was on the list. Yeah, he was on the list. I've even got that far down. Um, the fullback Ricard did yeah. not practice. No, they use him. Um, Miles Boykin limited. Uh, Calais Campbell came back as a full participant from the concu- from a concussion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he's looking like he is going to play. But yeah, so that was the good news for them that that he came back. But yeah, Marlon Humphrey that was an illness, so you don't know about that. Um, and yet, like you say, away. Um, mm-hmm. Then the other ones were, were coaches' decisions. So, yeah, Big Al got a day off. Yeah, today, and Big Brandon Williams, Alejandro. All right, let's mm-hmm. do some over under. Then we already talked about Ben's attempts. Let's do Najee Harris attempts. Just attempts, eighteen and a half. Dave, over under. Okay, eighteen and a half attempts. This is rushing attempts. Over. Mm, okay. 19. Uh, <laughs> Brian? I'm going to say under 17. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to say. You picked a good oh, number. I'm going to say under. I, mean, I just don't think they run the ball a lot. Yeah. Let's go Najee Harris. Total yards. Not expecting a big day from the uh, rookie. I have 90 and a half. Dave, what do you think? Total yards, right? Total yards, yes. 90 and a half. I'm not expecting a big day from him. That's just me personally. 90 and a half. I'm not expecting a big day from him either in the rushing game, but I was thinking there's a possibility he could be used in the passing game. So I'm going to say under, uh, but I'll make the statement now that I think he has more receiving yards than rushing yards. Okay. Brian, over under, 90 and a half total yards. I'm going to say over for the same reasons that Dave said, but I just think that he might even break one catching the ball. So – he's absolutely correct. He's going to have more receiving yards than rushing. I'm going to go under, but not by much, not by much. Yeah. I think he's going to have a decent game, but it's not going to yeah. be like a breakout game. I hope I'm wrong. Uh, Steelers turnovers, one and a half. Brian Anthony Davis. I'm going to go under with one. All right, Dave. That's going to be the difference of the game. As be. much as anything, can't turn the ball over. You know, you saw what three turned into last week. Um, I'm going to I'm going to agree with Brian. Say under and one, um, just because they needed as a point of emphasis this week. I'm going to be under with zero. I think Ooh. they play a clean game. I almost went two takeaways. Sealers takeaways because the Ravens will turn it over, especially old Lamar. Uh, one and a half takeaways. Brian and David Thinney Davis over under. It has got to be over for them to have a chance of winning this game even though lamar threw four picks last week and they still have that horseshoe lodged all the way up there um i'm just gonna go ahead and say <laughs> that I, I just want to know how bad that hurts man and, and that's gotta be painful maybe that's yeah. why he spent all the time in the locker room with against the browns last week <laughs> or last year because they, they had to be adjusters i don't know he's no, always sick my buddy <laughs> thinks he has ibs <laughs> <laughs> To quote Kramer, <laughs> yeah, I'm out. <laughs> no. Okay, Andrew, sorry we didn't let you answer, Brian. No, no, Did we're you... good. We're, yeah, yeah, you know what? They they've got they've got to force the turnovers. 
TJ Watts, your your turnover forcing machine, and they're limited without him being there if he is indeed not going to be there. Um, so I'm going to say at this point, I still think it's going to be over, but if TJ somehow in there, it's definitely over. Dave, you said one and a half, right? Takeaways. Yes. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to say over, I'm going to go two. I was really tempted to say both teams have two, but I'd like to see the Steelers. Have one. But look, the Raven point of emphasis, but if they only have two, they've cut them in half from last week. So that would be an improvement for them. I'm going to say it's over two and there's going to be two interceptions, one by Minka Fitzpatrick and one by Alex Highsmith. He gets him again. He gets him again. Oh. Remember he had it last year. Oh, that was a, that was a beautiful play. That's my bold prediction. Okay. Bold then prediction. <laughs> bold, really bold. Lamar. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that funny to me? No, Lamar Jackson rushing yards. Lamar Jackson rushing yards. I'm going to set it at 75 over under Brian Anthony Davis. Over. Man, if if Herbert and Burrow can kill you on the ground, this guy's going to, this guy's going to be tough. They've got to find a way to stop it, but it's, I'm saying over. Dave? If I'm going to, if I'm going to have to put money on it, I'm saying over because that's what's likely going to happen. I'm not saying that they can't keep him contained i just right now that's not i i'm not banking on it i'll say under what the heck it's just wishful <laughs> thinking okay let's do predictions let's go to predictions brian anthony davis or i'm sorry dave what's the line is it four did it go to four uh, it was at four at the beginning of the show i'm going to double check it uh i know on tally site where we do our our staff picks it was picks, four, it was and, four half. and a half but through DraftKings, which is our official that is that is our uh, the the official lines that we use from DraftKings. It is the Steelers plus four, and the over under is forty four. Mm. All right, Brian Anthony Davis, what's your prediction? Score Fi- Give it to final us. score is going to be twenty three to twenty one. A kicker is going to win it in this game, and this is where we're going to play Mad Libs. You fill in the kicker. No, what's your prediction? <laughs> he doesn't. He, he doesn't know. He doesn't know which team's going to win. No, I, I don't want to say it, but uh, my uh, prediction is uh, Ravens twenty-three, Justin Tucker at the end. Yikes! Okay, Dave Schofield, what's yours? If you listen to Stat Geek this morning, I've got to follow how the numbers are really lined up. Okay, Baltimore on offense, they score. 23.9 on average. The Steelers give up 24.3 on average. That average is out to 24 points. You know, if you're going to round it and to a whole number, because I'm not going to make a prediction that's point something. Um, and then the Steelers, they give up, um, or sorry, they score 20.4 points. The Ravens give up 21.8 points. You average those, it's 21. So I'm going with Baltimore 24 21. That's good. That's good. I'm going to say, you know, a lot of people were wondering, <laughs> is this the week that Jeff's going to pick against the Steelers? Well, you're going to have to wait another week. <laughs> the Steelers win 26 to 24, a game winning Chris Boswell field goal. I'm a homer. Hate it if you like it. I could care less what you think. That's my pick. Take them on the money line. Take the points. You got it. All right, Dave, trivia. You have it? Yes. Let's I'm glad it. you did it after we talked about the line. Okay. Because if you talk about the line, the line is four points. I went back and I looked at the Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Baltimore Ravens, and I looked at the point spreads as reported by 
historically by um, pro football reference. The Pittsburgh Steelers and Baltimore Ravens, since Baltimore came into the league in 1996 as the Ravens, in the regular season and postseason, they have played 54 times. How many of those times do you think the Steelers were favored by four or more? And how many times do you think Baltimore was favored by four or more? Let's start with the Steelers. How many times do you think they were favored? In how many games? Out of 54 games. How many times do you think the Steelers were favored by four points or more? I'm going to say his early years were rough for Baltimore that's, at times. That's a good thing to remember. <laughs> I'll say 15. Okay. I'm going to go 18. Did you look this up, Brian Anthony Davis? Because that's exactly correct. <laughs> it is no, that, 18. That, that's just a guess. It is 18. Nice. Now, wow. To follow that up, what do you think the Steelers' record is in those 18 games where they were favored by four or more points? 12 and 6. I'm going to say 10 and 8. 14 and 4. Ooh. So wow. when they were favored by four or more points, they they are 14 and 4. Let's now flip it over to Baltimore. How many games do you think that the Ravens were favored, not counting this one, by four points or more? I'm going to say nine. I'm going to say 18 again. (laughs) The answer is six. Oh, (laughs) one third of the games. What do you think the Ravens record is in those six games? One and five. You think they've only beat the Steelers one time, and, and they're favored by four or more? I just, mm-hmm. I, I'm just mm-hmm. totally guessing. I'm going to say five and one. So you say the opposite of Jeff. I was going <laughs> to phrase the question. I was going to give it away by saying, "What's the Ravens' record?" No, let's go with what the Steelers' record is. Actually, it doesn't matter because it's the same answer. It is three and three. Okay. Wow. So when the Ravens are favored by four or more, they've only won half the time. How many times do you think the Steelers have covered? I'm going to say all, all every time. I forget the number. Um, yeah, let's, let's go out of six. I would probably say, let's just say three. They have covered five of the six. Oh, uh, close. Guess what the one game was. That they didn't cover? That, they, that the Ravens. Or the, Let me the Ravens were favored by four or more, and they covered. Meaning, it... meaning the Ravens covered, the Steelers did not cover the spread. So the Steelers had covered the spread against Baltimore when Baltimore right. favored five out it of was six. Was it times. the Byron Leftwich game? It is not the Byron Leftwich game. I would go ahead and say the uh, that debacle back in 2015 when the Steelers, the uh, what was it, the Ryan Mallett game? Um, that was when the Steelers were favored by a yeah. Okay, the Steelers were favored big. Um, let's just say Christmas Day then. Okay, that the, the see that one. I don't think the, I, I think I don't think the Ravers would have been favored by a lot because it was no. in Pittsburgh. Hmm. Are, are you ready for it? Is it the oh? Because I'll tell you, all the this is the first time that the Ravens have been favored by four or more in Pittsburgh. Is it the they, opening day game in M and T Bank where they got absolutely shellacked? 
Um, it was not because that would they weren't they weren't they they didn't have they, they weren't favored by a bunch there, although they shellacked the Steelers. Yeah. But it was actually one of two games in his career where he did not start. It was the debut of one Benjamin Todd Roethlisberger in week two of 2004, coming in for an injured Tommy Maddox when the Steelers lost 30 to 13 when the Ravens were favored by four points. That was the only time the Steelers did not cover when the Ravens were favored. Feeling better about my Of course, none of that matters when you step on the field on Sunday. I just thought it was interesting. There you go. I have a trivia question now. Based on what Dave said. Okay, Uh, go ahead. All right. What player, when that happened, after Ben's debut, said to media, don't ask me if I'm excited about playing with a rookie quarterback. I know this. Dave, do you know this? Um, Don't ask me if I'm excited about playing with a rookie quarterback. I I don't remember. I really don't. Oh, I know. You mean answered? Yeah. Yeah. He's just just enshrined in the Hall of Fame, Mr. Alan Fanica. Yeah, that was a fun. That was a fun move. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I don't know if that's that the I remember that now. It was like it was close. Yeah, it was definitely mm-hmm. a quote that was like, "I'm not excited to play with a rookie." And then they rattle off 15 straight wins, AFC Championship game. Do not want mm-hmm. to talk about that game. And so let's go to final thoughts. Uh, <laughs> Brian, you already did yours. Do you have any, anything else to say? Yeah, anything could be can happen. And to harken back to what I said before, you love this team. Don't go away and and be the one that said, "Oh man, why did I leave the stadium?" Dave, final thoughts? Yeah, like I said before, that it's okay to be really, really down on the Steelers. It's really because we know you ultimately love them so much. It really is, and. And it's 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 just the way that you are expressing that emotion, uh, and it's okay. And I hope it's okay that I actually made you think about it and called you out if you're one of those people. But uh, bottom line is, I'm not picking this team to win. I'm picking them to play better than last week. It's going to be a, 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 a I don't know that much of a long. If you base it off last week's performance, it's a long shot to win this game. But. I've said it many times, this team is not going to show up and play the same every single game. They just aren't. And all you're hoping is that it's not a worse version of what you saw last week. I will tell you this. I do not think the Baltimore Ravens are that good of a football team. But I also don't think the Steelers are right now either. So it it should be fun on Sunday. And we know that's why they play the games, because anything can happen. Let's go Steelers. This would be such a Steelers thing to do if they win. If they win yeah. the game and get everyone back on board, and then <laughs> that's a, such a Steelers thing to do. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Brian, uh, Dave, why don't you send well, us out? Before we send us out, oh. guess what we get to say? We're not going to be here right now. Next week, we're going to be watching the game. That's next right. Can you believe there's another game next week by this time? That's crazy. So we'll be so. doing this on Wednesday early like we did on Thanksgiving mm-hmm. week for those that watch live, and that audio will be going out on Wednesday probably as well. So – We'll be telling you more about that after. But yep. hey, make sure you check us out on the post-game show. Dave, why don't you send us out? Hey. Let's go Steelers. Win a flipping game, please. Good Lord. <laughs> we live in Maryland. All right. We'll see you later. Oh, how it rips me, but makes me live for tomorrow.